I hope you're all impressed by how deep and bassy my voice sounds. Um, it sounds this way because for the third time in a month I'm ill. Um, and uh, apparently uh, Nick is too good to be around me when I'm ill because he's got important things to do. And because he's got important things to do, he can't risk getting ill. <coughs> <coughs> Mm. Sorry. Um, so, uh, I've been digging around in the archives again. Um, and this is from the 16th of August, 2016. Uh, it took me a bit of time to clean up the audio on it because we had some troubles in the early recordings, which I guess is why we never put them out. But I've got it about as good as I can, and it sounds okay. Um, I'm not entirely sure what's on it. Um, I've uh, I've had a bit of a go through, and uh, so uh, yeah, hopefully it's fun, uh, and uh, I'm really hoping we'll be back on track with new episodes next week. But in the meantime, here is brand new, old, unreleased material for you all to digest with your ear bones and enjoy. That's life. Cool. <laughs> uh, oh, so, <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of whatever the fuck this is. Oh yeah, have you thought of names? No, no. I've tried to. I think. Have we been doing this for two months now? Yeah, <laughs> and not um, a single amount of work has really been done. This is. This is work. It's work, but like it's two months in and we've realized that there's a microphone issue. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you listen to everything else, then you hear in the background, you just hear me going like, oh yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Steve going. <laughs> 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 so yeah, uh, yeah, we've been doing it for like two months, haven't we? Hmm. Um, but yeah, new microphone is on its way. Um, so hopefully you'll be able to hear my lovely voice at yeah. some point. Um, but yeah, we were thinking of names and I think that names, I like the procrastination angle. I like yeah. that there's something to do with the word procrastinate because that's pretty much our downfall is yeah. if we're two months in and we're just starting to kind of edit the one of the episodes. <laughs> so I think procrastination is definitely the theme. Hmm. So like, yeah, something to do with procrastination, procrastinate. It's a play on words of something like that rather than, you know, something. It's really weird, hard to come up with a good name. Because like so, most names sound shit. Podcrastination. No. Let's take a <laughs> take a, a hard silence pass. for that. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll take a, a massive veto on that one. I, no, what did you say? Uh, uh, the podcastinator. The podcast. Pod- podcast. <laughs> the podcast. No, because that could also be mistaken for being productive, and that is this is anything but productive. Podcastinator. So, I don't know, but yeah, something like on those words. It seems like that's the big thing. Like. I was listening to Carl Kinane's podcast. Boogeyman. The Boogie Monster, I think. Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster, the Boogeyman, the Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, they've kind of clearly defined a lot of the key areas that they target. So the mm. paranormal and food and just general life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they come up with a, that's, that's the framework and that's what they want to do. And we've kind of gone with, we, we do news stuff, but not because we're like hugely into the news. It's no. just because we find it funny. Yeah. 
It's not like we you, this you shouldn't be tuning in here to learn about things that are going on in the world. No. I think the main objective is to try and stop procrastinating and to try and be a bit more creative, creatively productive. Ah, so good. Well done with that one. It was a yeah, that was a brain fart. That wasn't yeah. like intentional. That was just my brain went hurry up. <laughs> 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 to stop I don't want to listen to your talk anymore just we'll put all the words together it'll be fine um, yeah to be more um, creatively productive and uh, to try and stop avoiding doing things I think is probably maybe a good way to put it mm. so something to I think that's the main focus of it and we're doing the news jokes and whatever articles like that mm. as an intention to try and mm. do that kind of stuff uh, but you, I'm happy for it to be a news thing if you Fancy it to be a news thing? I don't care. Okay. It's just... Well, how how fitting for the procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we keep on finding that we're not really doing much. So let's, I don't really care what we do. Let's just do something. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. It's working so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I listened to some of them um, in an attempt to start to edit one. I've made two editing notes. I, I count myself as having edited this week. Um, I did punish myself, actually. Did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did um, you watch one of my videos? No, no, no. Oh. You've made videos? One of your music videos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's punishment enough. Is it really? <laughs> you're not, you're not enjoying it? No, no, it's fine for me. Yeah, yeah. It's everybody else I'm worried about. <laughs> uh, you you did, um, Colin Hay, didn't you? Yeah. Um, on Sunday. Um, out of curiosity, it was good. Alright. Um, but, uh, it, out of curiosity, did you do it higher? Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. Yes. I, he, I was wondering whether my brain had exploded. No, I did. I did. He fiddles around with low notes, and I, yeah, I don't yeah, have yeah. it in my voice. Yeah, you don't have that sad low voice. You yeah. just got that. Yeah. Really happy high voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. No. Yeah, man. They were good, and like you said, you you're keeping up with doing that. What's and the intention of that is to learn a new acoustic cover every week. Yeah. Like ultimately, I'd like to be gigging, and pretty much every year. I come up with a notion like this time next year I'll be gigging. Yeah. And that's happened for the past two years, I think at least. Right. Um, and the majority of it is because, uh, like partly because I don't, uh, I, I don't practice as much as I should. This should help that. Um, yeah. the other part of it is just repertoire. Like I, I know, uh, maybe five, ten songs yeah. and that's not enough for me to go out and start. Well, because I mean, things. I I just I just play it from a page. Like, is that something that you're happy doing? Or do you, it's much better not to do it from a page. I yeah, completely agree with that. But like, um, you've got like a laminated book of songs. You? Yeah, I've got a folder full, and I'll probably st- I'll probably still take that with me. But I'd like to kind of be like ninety percent familiar, and just have to just maybe just glance back now and again to yeah. So if, if, if I get lost. To be fair, it's a very convenient excuse. I like it. Alright. Much- <laughs> yeah. But no, there's like yeah, yeah. doing, doing a cover every week. As much as I don't want to be like uh, a guy on YouTube that does covers, right. putting a video out is, uh, like a good way for, for me to kind of like keep track of myself and keep track of where I'm at. Not Set necessarily, you know, yeah, yeah, not necessarily concentrating on like views or any of that bullshit. Yeah. Don't really care. Um, but like, cause eventually you'll get to a point where you go, I can't bust cause I don't know enough songs. And then yeah. you've got a YouTube channel with like 30 covers on it. Exactly. And you can't exactly. really argue. Well, you could probably argue with yourself, but you'd probably lose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I was like, well, by from as, as long as I stay on track from where I'm at, which is around about a month in now, I think. Yeah. I think you've done yeah. four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have like 30, uh, 30 by January. 
So now right, if yeah. I want to be gigging by like April, May, I'll have been playing enough and have enough songs in that time to be able to go out confidently and start doing it. So like April is when you'd like to kind of I start. think so. Yeah. Once I've, I think once I've got 30 songs and I've got them nailed, there's no reason not to. Like ideally you'd be at 50, but if I keep waiting and keep putting it off, then I'm just never going to do it. Mm. Um, so like ideally 30 tracks and then I can start. Well, I think, I think something that could be productive is to kind of, um, hold you to that. So, All right. I mean, we've done this for two months. Yeah. I, I imagine that we're going to carry it on. Yeah. So starting a countdown of like, say we get to, um, February and be like, well, it's only two months or whatever the months are yeah. until April 1st, which is when you're supposed to go and do things. Yeah. And then just by put, applying that little bit of pressure or, um, at least reminding you of that, um, commitment to it yeah you might be like oh well i start in april but i'd actually like to try pubbing and clubbing and performing in a few pubs Mm. before then because it is busking mainly that you'd like to do um i think uh busking would definitely help us from a confidence perspective because i'm very used to performing with a band but like performing in front of people more more importantly performing in front of very disinterested people like on my own is not something that I've done. I've done it as a band and it's really easy because you can just lean on each other and talk to each other and you right. just, you just have shits and giggles on your own. But to find something to fill that gap with on your own is not something that I'm used to. And I think busking would be a good way to work past that. Yeah. I, th- I love busking. I think busking would be awesome to do. It's something that I've really wanted to do as well. Um, I just find that with a lot of the songs that I like to play and sing, it's, uh, they get quite, uh, emotionally intense. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I love, I love the songs that like, like I do. A, I did a cover of, um, um, oh, what the fuck's the, the, the animals? House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. I like do a cover of that. That's like, oh, this is good. This is, I remember oh, that cover. God. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's screaming. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot more meaning to these words when he's saying that. And yeah. It seems quite, quite, quite there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember like, uh, yeah, it, it began quite softly at about 3 a.m. around a fire. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, ended in noise complaints. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, oh, it's just, I just, I just love, I love that effect of music. Hmm. And it's, it's probably like my only real outlet at the moment. Whereas before I had like, um, I go clubbing or go to more concerts and stuff like that and be able to scream there. Hmm. I've got a lot of screams inside. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I like to have, uh, normal songs that kind of, I like to do different covers of songs that um, make it sound a little bit different when you sing it. I mean, like, Where Did You Sleep Last Night is such a, was the song that got me into music. Mm. And it's like, it's an old, it's an old blues song. Yeah. It's just like, you know, quite sorrowful. And then you hear, you watch Kurt Cobain fucking play it live and you're like, whoa, this is like way more intense than a lot of the other versions that I've heard. Mm. More kind of upbeat and just a song to sing along to. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be into, I'm. That's the, that's the thing that's uh, holding me back in in terms of doing something like that. Is it's just <laughs> there's just there's a man yelling in the street, <laughs> <laughs> scaring the children. A lot of my songs have got swear words in them. Mm. Just, just he's screaming in Asda. No one invited him here. He don't <laughs> think he works here. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, uh, if uh, if you're just settling on something as easy as busking, because then you don't have to wait until a uh, someone books you. Yeah. You'd be like April first. I can just go to a park and start playing. Yeah. So yeah, I think um April first is definitely far enough away to be able to do yeah. um from now. Because we're in what, August? Yeah. yeah, middle of August. Well I don't know I don't know where the first sits. So if we just say like the first Saturday of April. <laughs> okay. Can't, well it's yeah, 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 I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I work, so I like, can't really I could busk at work. That'd be weird. <laughs> That'd be in an office of two people. 
Yeah. No, three people. But no, that, I don't think that would be very much appreciated. Right. First Saturday of August then? Oh, April. April. Oh, April. I mean, if you... No, no, no. no. I, I think I think you should do it before um, before January. But I'm uh, game to... I'm not going to push you too far. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I think busking is is different. I'm not. I, I wouldn't need to rely on a massive repertoire to go and busk. Yeah. I think I was more looking at like the full kind of like the two hour gig where you do like forty five minutes break, forty five minutes like that. That's where you need like thirty forty songs. Right. Okay. Um. So like uh, the busking, Bowie, when we, people would book people for the Bowie for an evening. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But with, but with busking, I, I'd go out with twenty. Right. So that, that's happy. definitely doable by the first of April. Yeah. Which is a Saturday. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a good, I think what you're doing by doing a video a week, um, a song a week is, would easily get you to that goal. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's pretty good to be yeah. able to doing that. And, oh, you can now keep me accountable at stevemilligan.net because my website's open. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I had a peek at that. Yeah. And it's got a Twitter thing and everything. Yeah. It's got all of the shit. <laughs> yeah, I, for for ages I've been like Steve's taking like way more photos than he usually does. He's yeah. doing this to piss me off. No, and it's like, I was hey. doing it because I was like, "There's a grid at the side, and there's <laughs> going to be like three pictures in it, so I need to, to I need to fill it up." What's well, this fucking Instagram, man? I mean, I know. Yeah, I was never an Instagram person, but I'm like, well, if it just encourages me to just take note of things and blah blah blah, yeah. it's just content. I just, I would just, I would like to do Instagram out of spite. You know, like <laughs> people take photos of like their food and, oh, look, we were at the park today. Look at the sun. And I just <laughs> like to like, just refer that, cause I think that I, I live in another dimension, I think, to the rest of the world. And I think that <laughs> just that them living in like, oh, look, Pokemon, yay. And I'm just kind of, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to take the pictures from my dimension and just yeah. be like, this is my version of a good meal. <laughs> And this is me, you know, punching my delivery driver in the face. <laughs> I think I've tried to, I've tried to stay away from the food because pictures yeah. of people's food is a bit fucking annoying. But I think out of maybe it's the weirdest brag in the world. Yeah. I've got food. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe out of, out of 20 of them, I've got two that involve food. All right. Maybe, which is 10%. Isn't a, it's not a bad a 10% ratio. buffer. Yeah. It's not a terrible ratio. Cool. Yeah, there, yeah, there's pictures like, I've just been running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which yeah. is good. You're running. Good running's good. Yeah. But yeah, just thought, uh, yeah. yeah. I'd like to, yeah, my running would be running towards a victim as opposed to your just running <laughs> habitually. Running, yeah. yeah be good. Anyway, so that, yeah, so, um, so yeah, you are, you're doing, uh, your videos, uh, more, uh, regularly. So try and keep up, we can try and keep up with that. And, um, yeah, I've come up with a few ideas for, um, comedy bits. Um, but it's hard to track them. Um, there is one bit, I think there's just, there's things that I'd like to talk about and I'd like to explore. So I think maybe just trying to, um, prepare a short spiel, not spiel, but a, sh- a short article of my own to kind of try it on the podcast could be quite cool. So I have got one of those for a little bit later. Mm. Um, just to be, just because when you tell a story once, yeah, I, I think coming up with a story every week. To yeah. say, and this, this is like Nick's fucking shit story that he wants to tell to try and get used to telling stories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've got a story that I'll, I'll tell a little bit later, but I feel like we should get onto the news. Da, 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 da. Should we get a jingle? If we're, we're missing so much multimedia. From that is, that's a jingle. Just brilliant. All right. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Was it? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't talk over this half of it, so I'll cut it out and we can play it over everything. <laughs> The laziest way to do something. Yeah. I'll put a, I'll put a bit of reverb over it. 
哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒。So, um, the water in the Olympic diving pool has gone green. Yeah, I noticed this. <laughs> And, but right, no, but they they don't know why. No, it just has gone green. The the, the yeah, there's like four different theories around it. Something about. <laughs> <laughs> It's just loads of people like, why is it green? Why, why don't we replace it with, with like not green water? And everyone's just arguing like, it's fine, just swim in it. There's no short term effects. It's like, yeah. oh great, we don't need to worry about those long term effects. Not as athletes, don't need yeah. to worry about that. Very short career. But um, Ralph Riley, vice chairman of the Pool Water Treatment Advisory Group, something that exists. Ooh, yeah. Says the water's not supposed to be green, which is you know that's quite good of him. That's true.、Um, he says it's great that they're saying there's no safety threat to the divers. <laughs> it's great that they're saying that. <laughs> he follows it with, "I'm not sure what that means." <laughs> <laughs> it's great that people are saying it's fine, but I don't understand what they mean when they say that it's fine. <laughs> Mr. Riley said that the Olympic officials. Probably meant that there's no immediate safety threat to the divers from algae or whatever、um, else had led to the green hue, but the colour could be a symptom of something else equally worrying. He said, "If it has gone green, if it has gone green, it、it's、has gone green. gone green. So he's saying if it's gone、mm. green, which it has, and it's due to a lack of disinfectant, then that means there's some sort of implied threat or risk." Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> you've been you've been paramountly important in this whole process.、Um, a statement from Olympic organ organizers said water tests were conducted and there was no risk to the athletes. They couldn't explain the color change, but said they're looking into it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going green for some reason. All the experts have no idea what's going on. Ralph is just talking shit into the microphone, <laughs> and everyone's trying to figure out: is can we still have an Olympic? Yeah. What I liked is that, like, there's both pools side by side. Like, there's the water polo one and the diving one.、And、the diving one went green, and everyone was like, "What the fuck? The, what? What's going on?" And then we all kind of like forgot about it for a couple of days, and then they were like, "Oh no, the other one's gone green!" <laughs> It's spreading. <laughs> this water stuff is getting everywhere. <laughs> But it's not like a dark green. It's not like a dirty green. No, it's like bright green. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's as if someone has put like food coloring into the pool. Yeah, and if that was it, then great. That's yeah, fine. That's, that's, yeah, that's quite funny. Brilliant. Well done to them. Yeah, to, and, and to make people think that it's a pandemic. How much food outbreak, coloring do you need to put in a swimming pool full of water? <laughs> so much food. Yeah, just all green. Granny say, like, Smith. How did they get it past the guards? But if they lost the keys to the gates, I'm pretty sure they could <laughs> figure out a way. To sneak in some food coloring. Oh, did you hear about the the, the pole jumper as well? No.、Uh, this guy,、uh, I can't remember where he was from,、um, did a pole jump and failed because his dick hit the bar. <laughs> 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 like, and they've done like obviously like super slow mo like, snapshots <laughs> of just the moment where his、uh, dick just goes, "I betray you and everything you've trained for." <laughs> He's, he's, he's like, completely cock blocked. Like, <laughs> you can't have a medal. <laughs> Fuck you, whoever you are and wherever you're from. <laughs> yeah, see him just fall. Because you kind of get the sense he knows. Yeah, he was like, oh god, it had to be my dick, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> my dick's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
So yeah, the Olympics seems to be going well. You know, it's 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 quite calamitous. I mean, it might just be that it's being held in a country that people don't really respect that much because of all their kidnapping and stuff. Mm. You know, I'm sure there was probably loads of problems with the Olympics in the UK when it happened. Yeah. You know, they didn't think it was going to be finished. You know, there's loads of problems about it, but it seemed to work out okay. Mm. So I reckon it's just people just poking fun at Brazil. Yeah, I mean, everyone was... It is ex- Brazil, isn't it? Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was expecting it to be a complete disaster. So every time something happens, like it's got to be blown massively out of proportion for what it is. I mean, admittedly, the Zika virus is pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a minor incident, but it's been going on for 18 months now. Yeah. Yeah. Should yeah, be over it by now. News. Yeah. Fine. Just get a fly swatter. For the babies. No, no, no. Oh, for the for fucking the... mosquitoes. Right, okay. Sorry, I thought you... I'm, you're more optimistic than I am. I thought I, I just accepted that there's children with small heads. And the only way to defeat them is with the fly swatters. No. I mean, it no. might work. It probably would. If you hit anyone in the face with anything for long enough, I'm sure they'll leave you alone. Yeah, but I don't think it's, I don't think the babies are contagious. I think they're just unfortunate. They are kind of contagious, though, aren't they? I mean, they? when your baby's got chickenpox, all the parents are encouraged to get all the kids who haven't yet had chickenpox and lock them in a box with the baby with chickenpox. You had a weird childhood. No, well, well I, I had chickenpox and then like, I got... You had to go and play with your friends because if you haven't had it at a young age, it's apparently dangerous when you get older or some shit like that. I had it while I was on holiday. It was a great holiday. <laughs> Where was it? Uh, I was in a, <laughs> just camping in the Cotswolds. Camping. Camping in box the field camping. with chicken box. Yeah, it was great. My grandparents <laughs> Where were there. Where did you catch it from? I don't know. I was, from I was in From the friendly nursery. badger who visited you in the night. <laughs> no, 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 no. I had it. And then we went camping. I got, I got, <laughs> I got it while I was at home, like in nursery or something. He looks like he needs rest. Yeah, and, you know, to be in bed and watch yeah, TV and for the- chamomile baths and and <laughs> like just cold lotion, but like just- <laughs> tomato sauce. Oh no, that's skunks, isn't it? That's slightly different. What if you get hit, like sprayed by a skunk? Right, you're meant to take a bath in tomato juice, right, or tomato sauce because apparently that takes away scents not better than anything. All oh, right, you're speaking to someone who stinks a lot of the time. So. <laughs> I was wondering what the red stain in your bath was. I really hope it's tomato. That was in quotes, Jennifer. Bath <laughs> In quotes. It's a weird name. <laughs> well, I, I assume that was her name. It sounds like a wrestling name. It's hard to speak. In quotes, me. Jennifer. <laughs> it's the undark. Oh, I can't do the voice. <laughs> Champion of the world. In quotes, Johnson. <laughs> Tia! She's doing the in quotes dance. I don't know. <laughs> Just really rest. sarcastic. How do you feel, Jonathan? Oh, I feel great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that, that's sports. It's a sports section then. Um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Russia has gotten a bit more involved with vigilantism, not vigilantism, but, um, apparently more people in Russia have got like dashboard cameras now. Uh, yeah, it's due to the size of the country and combined with lax and often corrupt law enforcement. Well, I think that their insurance requires it, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I think they're required to provide their own evidence or some shit like that. Because the police can't be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the car insurance people are going over the heads of the local police force. Mm. Fair enough. 
Well, um, because there's lots more uh, dash cams, people are recording a lot more silly things. And it's Russia, so shit happens. Um, so you usually get, um, about, I, mean, I mean, a plane crash has been caught on a dashboard camera. I'm assuming that one of the vehicles was in the wrong place, um, because otherwise that means that people are driving alongside airfields or on airfields while yeah. planes are coming down. Well, that massive comet was filmed on a dash cam, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, there was a massive... Yeah, the big sonic boom thing Russia? that blew out all the windows over Russia, yeah. <laughs> so shit's being recorded. Mm. Um, um, meteorites, planes, cars. And then there was uh, one of a load of cars queuing at a red light waiting for it to turn green. And uh, the sewage lorry in front of them explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always like, that's that's a bad start to the week. Yeah. I'm not sure. that. I mean, I've had bad starts to weeks. Roll them up. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong time to buy a car without a sunroof. <laughs> without a sunroof? With a without sunroof. Without a roof. Without a roof. That's what I meant to say. Mm. Yeah, I know. They also um, got one of a man driving in the Ural Mountains on a snowy Saturday. Ural? U-R-A-L. Ural. And uh, was surprised when a T-72 tank suddenly zipped across the road. <laughs> Look, Aliona, there's a tank, he could be heard to say. <laughs> Another day on the roads in Russia. They've really got away with words over there. <laughs> <laughs> Very deliberate and effective yeah. in what they, what they have to say. I just love to be a hitchhiker. <laughs> hitchhiker on a tank, on a meteorite, on yeah. a fucking plane coming down. A Hitchhiker's Guide to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> there is no Babelfish. There is just screaming. <laughs> Babelfish was a universal translator for those who Yes, know. Yeah. I remember. I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm just sure that our other listener, who's actually me at 3am, oh, right. is while I'm trying to learn how to Hi, 3am, Nick. Hi, how's it going? Uh, the, the silence will be more than enough company. I didn't realise you were here. <laughs> <laughs> my future self. My future self is here. This is a short bit about Russia. Gotta love Russia. Mm. Um, could the brands you like reveal the way you're likely to vote? Probably. That's one of the intriguing questions thrown up by a new analysis of the consumer preferences of tens of thousands of Brexit and Remain voters. So it's people with too much time on their hands trying to figure out what tomato sauce Remain voters would like and exit voters were like. And they came up with a top 10. All right. So top 10 brands for Remain voters will go number one, bbc.co.uk. Number two, BBC iPlayer. Number three, Instagram. Number four, no. London Underground. Is that a brand? <laughs> Fair I enough, know. I guess it's a brand. Maybe. Uh, Spotify, Airbnb, LinkedIn, Virgin Trains, Twitter, and EasyJet. So, metropolitan people who travel around and... I mean, maybe, you know, London Underground, you know, yeah, you kind of imply that that's London. Yeah. Uh, but like Spotify, people who like music. Yeah. Fuck them. They, they, they all want to remain in the EU. There's more, <laughs> there's more music in the EU, probably. No, there must be, statistically. Yeah. More music in the EU than there is in one country. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just not publicized over here. Yeah. Airbnb, I guess they would want people from other countries to co- easily come in so they can stay in their hotel houses kind of thing. Kind of makes sense. Twitter, apparently that's a thing. Um, and then we go on to the top 10 brands for leave voters. Now, this is probably unbiased, I'm sure. Uh, they're all going to be really... Sure, it's very... Um, there's no class issues. Heinz, HP. And anything is, 
So number one, HP sauce. Maris Piper potatoes. Number two, Bisto. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a really weird bingo. McVitie's. Num- number three, ITV News. I didn't, I don't All understand right. the different people don't want to watch the BBC. Right. Number four, the health lottery. What? What does that mean? I don't know what. <laughs> The lot, just the general lottery of health. It's, these it's days. probably one of those postcode lotteries where you just like you, maybe you donate blood, or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could win a bucket of blood. Yeah, <laughs> a lifetime supply of blood, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Number five, bird's eye. Uh, all these bloody leave voters in their fish. No, yeah. uh, Iceland. You know the, the the I'm assuming the store. You know, yeah. maybe not the country, but yeah, uh, it seems to be focused on like a low income kind of area. Well. Sky, it gets, Sky News, it gets a lot more classes. We go. All right. Uh, number eight, Cathedral City. I think that's a brand of cheese. It is. Cheddar. Right. Strong, seriously mature cheddar. Isn't cheddar kind of like the lowest rank of cheese? Is that like the staple of cheese? The basic cheese? Well, I mean, it, it's the, it's the gold standard, I'd say. Like, it's the, it's the most common. It's the most right. enjoyed. Um, okay. I'd probably, but like, the, I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like the most popular. Okay, yeah. I, I know very little about cheese. All the cheese I You're know. You're not a cheese person, not are really. you? I just learned no. it from Wallet and Gromit. Yeah, the only that's Wednesday. Cheese reference. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the only cheese. The only thing I got. Uh, number nine, PG tips, bloody Obviously. tea drinkers. Yeah. Uh, number ten, Richmond sausages. Really? So yeah, apparently mm. uh, Richmond's do like the bangers and yeah. the, the not high quality meat. I don't think. I don't no, think probably it's not. Looked at. But yes, yeah, so if you like any of those, then you're going to vote this way. This is a. Uh, I don't oh. understand the, the purpose of this article. I think it's to make people, I mean, I mean, what they had Iceland in there. Do they have like Waitrose or something in it? No, they've got Twitter. So yeah, if you don't drink gravy, it's for people in, who voted for Remain can look and go, oh, bloody leave voters. And they, you know, they drink gravy and shit. <laughs> basically all this is for. <laughs> Cause all the leave voters are, 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 could be arguably be worse quality or worse lifestyle mm. than that of the Remain voters. And again, I don't know how they got this information, you know, reliably. They yeah. can ask someone have how they, they voted. Have they got like, um, did, yeah, have they, have they said there's like a survey or? That, they just said that. Like we asked um, a thousand people. Remember. Yeah, they've just analysed consumer preferences of Brexit and Remain voters. All but right, the well, vote was anonymous. Yeah, I mean, I've so never been just... asked at the checkout as to whether I voted <laughs> stale. <laughs> what did you vote and which do you prefer, Cathedral City or Asda Value? Yeah. You know, I don't know. But... Yeah. <laughs> you prefer Iceland or human rights? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Nestle. <laughs> fucking Apple. It's determined. I don't know. Mm. Fucking corporation. HP source. A bloody evil HP source. <laughs> Spitting on the little man and shitting out brown sauce for the world to put on bacon. <laughs> is, is it only pork products that you meant to put HP sauce on? It's just vinegary. I put it on there. fucking everything. On your, I used to put ketchup on cucumber. That's that's odd. But I used to drink milk with Ribena, so that's really I'm, odd. Yeah, well, it's it's more lonely than odd. All it right. was more just like I can either you know have my own dinner party. <laughs> I'm going to drink both of these, <laughs> so I could just save time. Save time, more time time. for crying. Mm. Let's do this. I won't be dehydrated. I'll be diabetic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I can't remember this one. So, yeah, a terminally ill artist held a party for friends before ending her life under California's new assisted dying law. 
Try and top that dinner party. Jesus Christ. Yeah, she invited all her friends round. She could like, oh, I'm going to kill myself at the end. You know, (laughs) and she said, uh, she asked guests not to cry at her party. Don't ruin the mood. I mean, I'm trying to do something. Be supportive. Trying to kill myself. At a fucking party, she's popping pills, like just a bottle yeah. of them. They're just like, chug, chug, <laughs> chug. Well, people die from overdoses at parties all the time. Yeah. And this one just wanted to make it all about herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's my party and I'll die if I exactly. want to. <laughs> but I just, I just, you know, what do you wear to that party? What's the decorum when you get there? What's the, uh, you know, how, how, how long do you talk to her? Because <laughs> just a t-shirt with an arrow that says I'm with corpsey or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at some point she's going to, you're going to be the person who had the last conversation. With <laughs> so like, there must be loads of people just be like, oh, I'm not talking to that to Very her again. It's like New Year's Eve and they all do a countdown and like. <laughs> <laughs> With the hats. And they drop a giant glass ball of drugs yeah. onto, onto her face at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. She overdoses. And yeah. And like, yeah, midnight hits, she downs Damastos and everyone else just kisses. <laughs> <laughs> the old kiss of death. Oh, the famous kiss of death we do at every party. Kisses a bottle of Damastos. <laughs> her name is Betsy, was Betsy Davis, 41 year old artist, suffered from ALS and a neurodegenerative disease. Or a gathering of 30 friends. Maybe it's too many friends. Maybe it's not enough friends. It depends on who you ask. Who? Mm. How many friends do you invite over to your suicide party? I mean, you know, know. you've got to cater for them all. You can't, like, invite loads of people over for your death and not feed them. I'd be really pissed off if it's the just... last thing I did on this earth was feed a bunch of people. <laughs> it was <laughs> entertained. <laughs> <laughs> not like, should have spent it with, um, with, with... No family. It just says 30 friends. Don't want to see my family. They're part of the reason why I don't want to stay here. <laughs> I'd rather... Imagine hearing that your sister or your, your auntie's died and had a death party and you weren't invited. <laughs> oh, great. So, you know, all those reunions and, you know, no. family gatherings were all for she, nothing, was it? She invited her family, but they're all like, oh, it's just another fucking cry for, cry for help. These fucking artists. <laughs> Probably like a really big performance piece. Yes. <laughs> Uh, apparently she took a cocktail of drugs prescribed mm. by her doctor. Yeah. So her doctor, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> just, a, just 20 people like, cheers! <laughs> just make all the different drinks different colours. She hire a mixologist. One the death one. <laughs> Got someone to flare the cocktail. <laughs> oh, ha, he, ho, oh, and ha, ha. Boy, way. Now die. Brilliant. <laughs> Set it on fire! (laughs) Throw it in the air! I want to see some juggling! (laughs) But yeah, and there's like a photo of her just like lying down on one of those Viking deathbeds, um, like in the middle of like a garden, and her friends coming up like saying, alright, yeah, bye. And then I'm assuming after that photo was taken, she takes her cocktail and, you know, waits for death, which will probably be an awkward wait. Does everyone just stand around? I imagine so. Like, well, she's invited 30 people there. It doesn't say that the 30 people left before she died. It implies that they're there while she dies. Take the drugs and lies down. Just the first guy is just like, well, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go because I'm hungry because somebody didn't do a vegetarian buffet. Um, I think we'll have to head off. Yeah. Well, the game's on, so. 
<laughs> oh, I think I'm going to hit the hay. <laughs> Bye, Diane. <laughs> See you, uh... Maybe, maybe I won't. Maybe, I won't. maybe. <laughs> hopefully, we don't. I guess. Yeah. Oh, reason. oh, the fish. It's great. <laughs> I love what you did with the bathroom. Oh god, it's so so good. But yeah, so you can kill yourself in California now. Um, Brilliant. Which I guess is there's a lot of horrible people in California. I'm assuming it's like the Hollywood area. Justin Bieber deleted his Instagram account because people didn't like his girlfriend. His legions of art is army. Of prepubescent children got upset when their icon got a girlfriend. <laughs> and he was like, why is everyone getting so angry? <laughs> so he deleted it and everyone's gone, oh no, because please come you've back. You've trained thousands and millions of teenage girls to, 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 to be Obey your commands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> on, on the off chance that maybe you'll fuck them one day. <laughs> and now he can kill himself. Yeah. If he's in California. <laughs> a doctor can prescribe death. <laughs> I don't know why I never thought of it that way. I thought like, you know, assisted suicide is something that, yeah, you know, you kill yourself. You inject yourself with more morphine than you're meant to take. Yeah. Or you turn off the machines or anything like that. But you can go into a GP's office and they'll like look through the, describe the symptoms. They'll look through their big book of doctors and they'll be like, oh, well, how about death? Yeah. Death, I think death would solve a lot of your symptoms. <laughs> um, well, it is a flu. Now, you could wait it out, or... <laughs> you can either sweat the yeah. flu out, or yeah. sweat your soul out. Now, some people take chicken soup, some people just get <laughs> bed rest and sweat it out. I recommend death. I like to go straight to the root of the problem. Mm. I like to solve it It is it the fact that you're one. alive. <laughs> if you weren't breathing... All of this would go away. Yeah, you'd be a lot more perspective on what was going on. Mm. You'd be less concerned about your flu if you were dead. Yeah. Definitely true. Yeah. Um, something else I had was... Now, I don't like activists. And do you like activists? Um, I bet you do. I bet you like some activists. I don't know. No? I don't know. Sure. Depends on the context? Yeah. Okay, well, this is a big context. Right. Um, so, animal lovers stripped off and ran naked through London Zoo... In an effort to save endangered tigers. Right. You see, now, stuff like that, it's bullshit, doesn't yeah. work, doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, does it? I mean, it, no, it doesn't, obviously. No. But it's the it's the thing that frustrates me about that kind of attitude towards, oh, they're doing it to save endangered tigers, is just, it's not actually doing anything to help anybody. Mm. It's actually them trying to do as little as possible yeah. out of their way in order to gain some attention to be looked at as good people. Yeah. Because, yeah, they probably sponsored themselves to run, to mm. streak through this place naked. The same if way it do raised money and they were putting the money towards maybe some uh, some kind of charity that had some legal qu- clout that could do something about it, then maybe it's worthwhile. But I'm 90% sure they raised no money and probably just but enjoyed even the they, attention from Even it. if they did raise money, they'd have to uh, put some of it aside for, you know, like psychological treatment for some of the animals, yeah. you know, children or, um, um, old, uh, people who are sensitive to nudity in the, yeah. in the place, you know, there'd have to be warnings put up. You can't, it's illegal to be naked in public. Yeah. So I'm sure that the, I'm sure that this being like a charitable event, they were like, okay, we'll let you do it at this time between, at this day between these times, mm. but we need to warn everybody that you're going to be massively inconveniencing everything. Yeah. For your self-massaging egos. So <laughs> just, we'll spend loads of money on that and you'll raise whatever money you can. Yeah. I mean, running naked to try and save a tiger. I just, I don't see the link. I'd say saving a tiger is probably going to help the tiger more. 
doing, yeah, doing something, throwing food um, to wild tigers or yeah. trying to break free a tiger. Yeah. Or so, I mean, I don't know whether that would help it. I mean, is a tiger better off in a zoo or like in Croydon? I don't know. So, you know, either break out the tiger if you think that it shouldn't be in the zoo or mm. better keep the tigers in. If you think they should be in a zoo, but mm. don't just take your clothes off and be like, I've taken my clothes off. Give me some money. I'm doing it for a tiger. He'll have a better life. Yeah. Um, if you look at me naked, you know, I mean, that's yeah. a pretty desperate ploy. Yeah. <laughs> take your clothes off. Why? Tigers. Tigers don't have a good enough habitat. Yeah. Um, where, where are tigers? Uh, some in China, some in Africa, but I think about the whole world. I don't just think <laughs> about my world. So take off your clothes. And, uh, we'll raise some money. The ironic thing good. is that if they all, if they, if, if taking their clothes off is they want to, is the way they want to raise awareness and raise money, if they went off and did it as strippers and gigolos, mm. they would raise a lot more money and would be able to donate that. Strippers for tigers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the streakers did paint themselves in tiger colors, which is a dangerous thing to do when running near tigers. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. But uh, some people say you can't blame the victims. But if you're naked dressed as a tiger and uh, are running towards tigers and, and you get fucked by a tiger, mm. I would blame the victim. <laughs> I, I think 100% I'd be yeah. like, well, well, you were trying to look like a naked tiger excited by the tiger in front of you. Yeah. I think that you deserve to get raped in that example. There is that. Yeah. I yeah. Think I'll, 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 I'll happily put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like fishing, didn't you? Um... I haven't been for a long time, but yeah, I quite enjoy it as an afternoon. Well, don't go fishing in Michigan. All right. Um, because there's fish with human teeth found swimming in there. Oh. And they what? like to chew on testicles, apparently. What? Yeah. <laughs> People have started to catch fish with human teeth in, in, a, in, a, in some lake. It's just like the fucking Simpsons or something. <laughs> the fish yeah. with three eyes. Well, apparently, well, apparently it's because there's loads of these fish with human teeth because People have had them as pets, and then they've outgrown the aquarium in their house, so they've just thrown them into this lake to free them. And Where they, did they get them? I don't know. What, the teeth or the fish? But I the fish know. with teeth <laughs> I've just at got... home. I've kept aquariums for years, and I've walked around... No fish... teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, I've walked around fucking fish shop. You might see you might see a, a piranha now and again or something like that, yeah. but not with fucking human teeth. Well, apparently it is um, a close relative of the piranha. <laughs> and it has got human teeth. It's got like, you know, there's images of them opening up the fish's mouth and it's like, perf- you know, smooth, just, easily connected, normal, like mouth full of human teeth. It's, it's difficult because once you've got the smile, the next step is a talk show. Right. As long as you've got a good smile, you can present a talk show. Like you could be, you could be like fucking Des O'Connor. Or Sky's something. the limit. Yeah. Smile, yeah. yeah Hollywood. Yeah. You're going to come home and you're going to find like a mini couch built out of rocks in your aquarium. <laughs> with like, and they're interviewing the other fish, the less fortunate fish that weren't born with human teeth, apparently. with quite good enough yeah. human teeth. Yeah, and he's just going to keep looking out the tank and smiling at you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be completely dark except for the whites of his teeth. Yeah, He'll never be able to escape. <laughs> the water keeps foaming up because he's brushing it. Well, apparently there was some. Um, I think I'm assuming it was a scientist. I haven't written it down. Um, but yeah, the person who said that these people like to eat testicles said he was half joking. Right? Which means <laughs> Because he's still got one left. <laughs> he wasn't entirely joking. So there is some weight to what he was saying, but he was half joking. And he said he was half joking because it's very unlikely that anybody would bump into this fish. 
So you're not really joking, are you? No. It's gonna, it, it, it will chew, like, loads of animals go directly for testicles. Like, monkeys are famous yeah. for it. And it's just like, it's low-hanging fruit, depending on how old you are. Yeah. So it's easy enough to get them, they're easy enough to rip off, you know. So people, animals will eat that area first. So, um, yeah, he was half joking, but he was actually deadly serious. Mm. He said, I was very unlikely you're gonna meet this human teeth-filled fish. It's <laughs> <laughs> really fucked up. It's fucked up, but th- this is the, this is, this is what I like about the news, is that there's loads of people worrying about loads of different things, but you should be really worried about fish growing human teeth yeah. in America. And I, I genuinely believe that. I think like, if you're going to be scared of anything, don't be scared of like, oh, the, the political race. What, is it Trump? Is it Hillary? What's going on? Yeah. It's like, no, there's fish with human teeth. <laughs> Chewing on swimmers and everyone's like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Is it Michigan as well that has got like poisoned water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, just um, like you turn the, on the tap and it's just like nuclear waste. Because of the fracking. Like it's all the fracking shit over there. And it's fucking weird. It's, it's weird that it, it hasn't really had much headway in the news, right? So there's, there, I saw like there was this article uh, written about this family and it's like, um, all of their water is pretty much poisonous. They can't drink it. They shower in it and it makes their skin dry up and fucking fall <laughs> off. It makes their hair fall out. It went, the, when you fill a bathtub full of water, the, um, it, it bubbles as it comes out. And if you throw a match to it, it fucking explodes. <laughs> if you play music next to it, it starts <laughs> to bubble up like Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really fucked up. Like, and it's completely devalued. I, th- I think it's like Flint. I think, the, I think it's yeah, Flint, Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's devalued all of the houses in the area because nobody obviously wants poison. to live there. Yeah. Because the, the poison, the water supply. <laughs> so these people can't even move out because their house is valueless. So yeah. they can't, they can't fucking leave or anything. And then there was like, um, the, the lead, um, the, the lead witness in a prosecution prosecution case against the pe- the company responsible for the flack- fracking was found shot dead in her home and like <laughs> there was nothing like about it like it's like i mean I, like it might be a bit of a tinfoil hat situation of like conspiracy but like that's fucking that that's not fucking right but i haven't heard that that's been fixed yet i mean i know no, that it well, took it a while for you can, uh, you i think can, obama addressed it at some point um, he did say, okay, yeah, we need to sort this out, but I don't know whether it's been reported it's actually been fixed yet, but then that might be because it's not like great news. Oh, everything's fine now. Yeah. It might have been fixed and no one's taken the account of it. But... poisoned an entire town of people. That is the Simpsons episode, we... isn't it? Yeah. Poison the water supply, then the fish start to evolve. Yeah. And, um, then people get killed and, and chewed. And stuff. Yeah. That's so fair enough. Because I don't know how you fix it. How do you fix a lake? You just... You like, I understand, oil, like, oil, you just clean it up, scoop it off the surface, yeah. and like, it's a timely thing, but it's gas in the water. You just, the only you thing just you can do is replace the water. Like, and the gas keeps coming out because of the way they've fucked up the earth. I just go so for Hollywood. Not- just, they need to make slightly different readaptations of movies that have already been made. So, Planet of the Fish. <laughs> just needs to come along where, like, a load of go- apes it's like the, 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 another sequel to the, to the franchise where like the apes have developed space travel and they go into space into some weird wormhole and come down onto the planet of the fish. <laughs> and there's, yeah. And like instead of the Statue of Liberty, you can have like the Rocky Balboa statue from, from Philadelphia. <laughs> or just an old poster of King Kong. Gorilla's <laughs> <laughs> going, no, blow it up. 
Um, stabbings have gone up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you know what a zombie knife is? Uh, yeah, yeah. now that I've seen a picture of one, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty good looking, aren't they? Yeah. Pretty, they're, they're knives that have been designed to be used in a, in a zombie apocalypse, but they've taken like fashion. As yeah. And they've gone to look as barbaric and clean and serial killery as yeah. they can with they're, a fluorescent green rave handle. They're very sci-fi looking things. Yeah. And they, there is cheap. Like as, Warhammer 40k kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. like, uh, like trying to look evil and menacing yeah. knives is kind of their angle. And they sell for as little as 10 pounds. Fucking hell. And, uh, people have been beheaded. You know, there's, business is good. Yeah. Lots of people getting stabbed. But now they've said anyone who's caught selling these zombie knives, um, <laughs> could face um, some time in prison, you know, because I, well, I guess selling knives is actually okay. It's just not this brand, you know. This brand. I don't know what they hope to accomplish because, like, if I want to stab someone, I can just go and buy a pair of scissors. Yeah, but it won't. You won't look as good. Yeah, you know, you won't have a bright green handle or no, like it's some true. weird edges to it. Nor will I be a suspect. <laughs> well, it's just. You can make a knife out of anything. You can stab someone with a car if you want to. Well, in prison they stab each other with sharpened toothbrushes. Yeah, it's true. And soap. No. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make knives out of soap? No, they... They make keys out of soap. Yeah, they press keys into it as a mould, kind of. Right. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up with loads of shit films. Yeah. But they do put soap in a sock and then beat you with it. Oh, well, no, that's only in the army. Isn't it? Oh, they've done it in prison as well. I thought it was a prison thing. Oh, I just saw it in um, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, right. It's nice to know that, you know, trends are catching There's on. There's weapons and... everywhere. Yeah, if you, if you want to teach weapon. someone a lesson. All you need is imagination. <laughs> imagination and a sock. Yeah. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a very different side to Walt Disney. <laughs> oh, did you, in, um, I think it was Northern Africa. Um, I've only got the link for it. I haven't actually looked it up. But there was a guy who was attacked with a harpoon. Um, because he was taking pictures of women in burkinis, which is a strong reaction. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, there was people. I think there was a, a ban on. Um, uh, there was a ban on uh, burkas, or there was a ban on bikinis. So people were told that they're not meant to be wearing a certain item of clothing. Where, and the tourists started taking photos of it. This was in. This was in where? This was in Corsica wherever course could be. I've got the article now. So, riot police were summoned and a man was injured by a harpoon when a mass brawl broke out on a beach in Corsica, apparently triggered by a tourist taking a photo of women in burkinis. Uh, that the triggered incident... a riot. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the, the incident came after the mayor of Cannes, also oh, in like France. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm assuming, banned women from wearing the full body head covering swimsuits on beaches of his Riviera town. The right. riot in Corsica took place on Saturday in a cove. It happened because the tourists were taking photos. Um, and the Maghrebins, North Africans apparently, didn't want to have their photos taken. It was quite a trivial matter to begin with. And it ended up with riot police and a man getting shot with a harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> Things got out of hand when the young men of North African origin harangued the tourist. Which, is that the past tense of being shot with a harpoon? Harangood. Harangood, the tourist who took the pictures, prompting local youngsters to intervene in defence of the visitors. That's pretty, that's pretty sad, isn't it? That uh, children not, come to defend you. I'm not sure I'd intervene with a man with a harpoon. <laughs> well, he doesn't have a harpoon anymore. Well, oh, cause you've only got one shot, haven't you? Well, assuming you haven't put like a bag of harpoons with you. 
Yeah. Like a scorpion situation for Mortal Kombat. <laughs> you fire it and then you pull them in. Pull it back. Um, a pregnant woman was hospitalised. Um, and a statement was called asking for people to calm down. And the unrest lasted for several hours where three cars were burned, four people taken to hospital, and one of them was for a wound caused by a harpoon. So take your photos carefully in wherever this was, Cannes, Corsica, yeah, on the Riviera, because people can get a little bit out of control. Uh, it's a little bit fucked up. <laughs> yeah. He's taking pictures! Get a harpoon! Burn the cars! <laughs> I swear, I've come to the beach to relax. If one more person has a camera, I'm burning the place down. Oh, what a beautiful sunset! Uh, what does Harangood mean? Ah, oh, I'll show you. Trust me. Uh, hey, buddy! <laughs> Take a picture, it'll last longer. Took one! <laughs> Riot police held back the mob, which eventually dispersed. What? Mm. Well, hang on. Tensions were still high on Saturday when a crowd of around 500 gathered in the nearby town of Bastia and tried to enter a housing estate with a high immigrant population where they chanted, To arms! This is our place and we will go where we want. Okay, that was just like something else that happened in the area that was just like people laying siege to a council estate or something. So... What a lovely place to go on holiday. You know, if people are looking for holiday destinations where something could happen, I, I recommend Corsica. <laughs> uh, more Harry Potter stuff. Um, for what we mentioned before, but it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's a weird, um, thing to analyze. Basically, they flirt, uh, apparently in advertising for the, for the musical, they, implied that Harry Potter's son and Malfoy's son were gay lovers. Right. They're in a romantic relationship. Okay. And then when it came to the people actually seeing the musical, it wasn't, uh, it was too subtle. It was subtle enough that they might not have been romantically involved. They Mm -hmm. might just have a very, very intimate friendship. Yeah. And people were like, that's homophobic. You know, you said... I was going to see this person fuck this person, and I'm not seeing these kids fuck, and I paid good money to watch these kids fuck. And you <laughs> fucked me right off. <laughs> How can you... I mean, I understand that, you know, um, there are some people who feel that certain demographics aren't being into, aren't being um, uh, put forward as much in mm. mainstream media. Yeah. Um and I'm assuming that because of articles like this, people want um, these demographics to be put forward more, to be kind of be more mm. in the spotlight. Um, but it's weird to de- it's 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 a, it's a weird thing because it's a story, and if it, if the sexual relationship isn't an integral part of the story, which as far as Harry Potter goes, I'm pretty sure sexuality, you know, sexual relationships haven't been pushed forward that much, no matter how much the films try to make money off of it by trying to put get pedophiles interested in Emma Watson. Mm. You know, it was never like, oh, who's Harry going to fuck next? <laughs> you know, what's going on? I mean, he can fly, he can be invisible, he's going to fuck everyone. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that kind of book. It wasn't that no. kind of story. So to try and say that there needs to be more sexualized energy in a musical mm. um, is, is a weird argument to take. It'd be probably a valid one. I mean, I'm not interested in seeing the musical. I like musicals, but 
I wasn't that interested in the no. Harry Potter musical. But yeah, wanting more kid fucking is, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they're kids because I think they're at the, at the school. I think it all stems from the same kind of thing as like fan fiction. The amount of shit, like the, the, the amount of stuff that comes from fan fiction around just members of the cast getting together and fucking and it all turns, like you can go on like DeviantArt right. and pick any show. Like just anything off the top of your fucking family head. Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family guy and and yeah, and search it, and you'll find people who've like drawn intimate drawings of two two of the characters fucking each other, whether it's like Meg and Chris or whatever. And not only that, but written five thousand word romance novels on it, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. like like little novellas and stuff. And it's what the fuck kind of obsession do you have with these people? Well, it's like I can understand because like some people get attracted to whatever and they want to mm. write stories about it, but don't expect like the original author to turn it into a porno. Yeah, like exactly. Harry Potter became a porno. I'm not sure that was the original intention of. It's J. like J. F- Fifty Shades of Grey started as a, a as, as a sexual fan fiction about Twilight. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, I, why you'd write another shit book about a really shit book? I'm not <laughs> sure. But yeah, I mean, like, and so yeah, I think eventually they changed enough details and made it into its own thing. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, I've been disappointed by films and, and, and mm. theatre plays and that, but I've never walked out thinking that I think there should be more kid fucking. <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a weird argument to make, but, yeah. I, and unfortunately, I can't relate to wanting to see more of a demographic, you know, in, in a story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm hope, I, I, I believe that it's because I'm more interested in the actual story as to the political agenda. Yeah. Of the, of, of, of the actors or of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm more interested in the actual story. And, and unfortunately, trying to force a demographic into a story that doesn't fit mm. is always so fucking, t- you can tell immediately. Yeah. It's just like, you're just trying to do this so that you get the gay vote or, so, yeah. So, so that, so that you, you wanted a strong female lead. Like they did in this new Star Wars film. Yeah. Which was like, the, you could tell that there were lines that were put in there post-production or in the script oh, yeah. to try and say, oh, you know, this woman doesn't need a man's help. And it's like, yeah, we get that by the fact that she's a fucking Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't need to be told in such plain language yeah. during an explosion. Yeah. Oh, grab my hand. I don't need to grab your hand. I'm a woman and I can look after myself. Oh, okay. I understand and respect that. Anyway, let's get back to it. It's just people going, no, we need to really make sure that they know that we're not stepping on anybody's toes or anything. Yeah. And then they got fucked over because like there was like a Star Wars monopoly or something and they didn't have the female figurine in it. Oh. Yet she was like one of the main characters. And right. was like, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, maybe they just felt that it wouldn't sell, but they mm. won't do it. It's the production companies make things to sell. And they assume that people are going to buy certain figurines like Darth Vader or, or stuff like that. It's, I, I, I believe that it's not the production company, the, the manufacturers of the toys that are saying, we're not going to make any women models because yeah. we don't like women. I think it's like they're not going to make any because they feel like less people are going to buy them. Yeah. Which says more about the demand for it or the perceived demand for it. Which could be argued as being sexist. Yeah. But it could also be argued as they don't really like that character very much. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm, unfortunately I'm very desensitized to a lot of it. So I find it difficult to empathize. Yeah. With uh, people who are looking for sympathy as opposed to looking for equality. They're looking for forced equality. It doesn't mm. make any sense. Yeah. The, the, the trouble is, like, I, I, I don't care whether a 
a person in a film or outside of a film is gay or straight or whatever like that. But as soon as you start saying like, well, it doesn't really matter whether they're gay or straight, it doesn't change the story. The only argument that you, that people come back with is, is like, well, if it doesn't matter if they're gay or straight, why can't they be gay? It's like, well, no, but yeah, no, again, but it doesn't matter. It's meant to be interpreted. Yeah, it's not not everyone's sexuality should be written on the page. Yeah, it was uh, was it Dumbledore in Harry Potter was um um told the author J.K. Rowling said that um I always envisioned him as being gay. That doesn't mean that he is gay. It just means that the author wrote it and considered thinking that this person was homosexual. Yeah, you know, there's no. I don't think there's any in, uh, indication of his sexuality throughout the books. No, you know, it's just it's no. You don't need to. People can't handle interpreting things in their own way. No. They need to be told what to think. And then yeah. when they're told what to think, they like to argue with what they're being told what to think. It needs to be explicit, otherwise they start feeling marginalised. And then the explicitness has to be with what they agree with. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it's a fucking book. <laughs> just, you know, I, I, I pronounce the characters' names differently, you know. I space out and imagine different things happening in the book because a treat is like a start, jumping off point for a lot of things. It's a fucking story. You can make it out however you like to. Yeah. Don't be angry that the person that you've imagined is not how you imagined him in real life. Yeah. Because he doesn't exist in real life. That's just how the author perceived him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay to have your own opinion. Yeah. No, don't just fight after the universal opinion of one person. Yeah. Um, You've got a problem with all of this. Just imagine that Hermione is a boy's name. Problem solved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a big thing about, I think, in the, in the musical, Hermione's being played by a black lady. Oh, no. And it's like, people are like, oh, thank, you know, fa- thankfully. Yeah. It's like, what, why does it have anything to do with race? Well, yeah. because, you know, she was a white person. In the film, so it's nice that she's gone black from the musical. It's like, well, why? Why does it have any? What was it? Just the actress was better because that mm. makes perfect sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. If you truly believe that race doesn't matter, it should go to whoever performs the best. It's the same reason we got like a we, the, the, in uh, on Broadway they had like a black Annie. Oh right, was, uh, but and, and Annie was oh, yeah. traditionally yeah, yeah. like a French pale-skinned redhead. Yeah, um, which I don't. I, I I don't give a shit about Annie or anything like yeah. that, but I feel like that aesthetic was somewhat intrinsic to the character, maybe. But then again, I'm willing to put to, to put it aside if 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 it turns out that her performance is better and 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 if that in their version of Annie, the fact that she's normally got red hair and pale skin doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I see the argument for trying to get a character that fits a specific description for the role. Mm. And, and that's unfortunate for the people who don't fit the description for that role. Mm. But it's, it's a, it's a performance that's meant to be a reenactment of something or yeah. meant to be a storytelling of someone and it has something specifically to do with this. Yeah. So. But then I'm, I'm a hundred percent happy with the idea of a black James Bond as well. Like that, 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 yeah. that doesn't bother me. But then. But with uh, James Bond, I don't think there's been any like. He needs to be white. There's no like white characteristic. No, but, but like, then I've spoken to people about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, but he was written as like a white spy in like in all the books and everything." There's tons of literature around it. I'm like, "Yeah, but if you change him to a black guy, does it change the story?" Yeah, but and again, it's not the book. Yeah, it's something. It's, it's a, is, it's a film. people see the films and books to be they have to be exactly the same. Yeah, same with Game of Thrones. Same with a- anyone who's ever said the books a lot better. 
Yeah. You know, it's just, it's got, it, yeah, it's a film. It's completely fucking different. It's a completely different story. It tells a completely different story with a lot of different depth because for every one picture, there's apparently a thousand words and there's so many different pictures in a film. Mm. You're going to be telling a whole different story with loads more, uh, te- a lot of different textures than you're going to get from a book. Yeah. Um, but get, take someone like R2D2, for example. Yeah. You know, they could only cast people of a certain height to play R2D2. Mm. And it's not that, oh, why don't we get someone who's eight foot five yeah. oh, to play R2D2? God. Michael Jordan has got in film roles again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just go, well, it's just Space Jam was role. not enough. I'm really glad he's done the robot suit. That he's... <laughs> it's like that role, R2D2, is a certain height. Yeah. And that's what the story is. So we need people to fit that role. The, 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 the actors, the actors who are playing, people have put too much weight on actors, I guess, is the thing. Where they yeah. feel like whoever's playing this character has so much more importance than the actual story. Mm. The, the color of their skin, their, their sexuality, whatever, has loads to do with it. Yeah. Well, like, um, Jared Leto was apparently really, um, was, was pissed off that he wasn't in Suicide Squad more. Um, right. and that he was like, I'm the Joker and, you know, we filmed loads of shit and I wasn't in it. And the story like, wasn't about Joker. Yeah, it's got, it's got no, it's, they've got to make a story out of it. They haven't got to create mm. a showreel for I mean, you. It was a terrible film, but like, <laughs> the story was not about the Joker. Yeah. So it's, again, it's people say, oh, well, I came here because Jared Leto was in it and he wasn't in as much as I wanted. It's like, well, then you, you should go see Jared Leto's monologue or whatever. Yeah. If you can try and find him online or something. Just fucking stupid. You can come to see the film. You haven't come to see this person. Anyway, that's more in celebrity culture that I think we've covered before. But yeah, have you got any, any, any articles? Um, uh, got a couple of quick ones. Um, the, pretty much the, the fucking headline says everything as usual. Um, um, a woman loses hospice care after living longer than expected. Well, she deserves that. Yeah. I mean, they can only put up with her for so long. Yeah. So she haven't died. Uh, you lose your bonus. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's, she's got terminal cancer and she was expected to last four months and she's been there for two years. So they, <laughs> so they kicked her out. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're faking it. Yeah. No, nah, you, no. Nah. Yeah. You came here to die. Okay. <laughs> we are here to escort you into death. Yeah. And you're not cooperating. Yeah. <laughs> One of the house rules, you know, no noise after 10 p.m. and you die after four months. <laughs> the doctors were like, um, uh, well, there's no hard and fast rule about, of death. <laughs> a, 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 about, uh, how long a patient stays here or not. Um, it's more, it's more of a guideline. <laughs> I'd like to, when you enter the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now she's living with her daughter on a couch with a, with a fucking IV in her arm surrounded by drugs and all of the original care she had at the hospice that was keeping her alive, except now that she's, now she's in, she's living in her daughter's front room. We offered to bury her anyway. Yeah. She turned it down. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a a human resources, human resources issue. Yeah. A daughter's, a daughter is just like, apparently she's not dying fast enough. She's always been a disappointment. Always late for parties, late for death. Uh, there was, oh, that's disappeared for some reason. Um, there was a big, uh, there was a big commotion in, in, in an airport because apparently, uh, when Usain Bolt arrived, loads of people cheered and for some reason it was confused for gunfire. <laughs> 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 hey, it's you, Saint Bolt. They're firing. They're firing. <laughs> Attack 
Take no, cover. I, I think people are just really touchy in Brazil at the moment. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's, there's there's not a lot more in that one. Um, I've got a mountain of shit here. Yeah, go for it. Um, could probably do with some lights. Yeah, sure. It's uh, behind the door. Uh, the other door. The, uh, yeah. Uh, door, yeah. Yeah, it's very convenient. Wedged. It's about five pages, by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, it's cut down. Okay. All right. It was... We it talked w- about manifestos two weeks ago. Steve <laughs> decided to create his own. It's about 2,700 words. Okay. Um, I've cut a thousand words out of it. It was originally 15 pages. Right. Um, okay. Uh, this is from Essex Live yesterday. And it's, uh, it's a live blog of a man who protested against the removal of a phone box by locking himself in it. And it's just live updates that they posted all <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> About so he, this man. he wasn't posting them inside. It no, was, no, no, no. He was, was a reporter. He was a reporter. But, and, and just live tweet after, after just fucking hundreds of them. Um, yeah. Pensioner stage a sit in protest over the removal of a telephone box. Um, the, the box in Church Street, Great Burstead was downgraded to emergency use only, but BT have since asked to remove it. Um, despite a total of 12 signatures and three objections to the proposal. <laughs> <laughs> Contractors turned up from Norfolk to remove the box on Monday, so this was yesterday. Uh, that, that, that implies 12 signatures and three objections. So that implies that nine of the people were just people walking by who just, <laughs> fine, I'll sign it, but I'm not objecting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, the, yeah there's, there's fucking tons of stuff in here. The, the, the person, that I, I don't know, the, the people, at, I think it's Essex Live were the people that were doing like a live update thing on right. this. Um, the, the woman's name is Libby. Um, she, she was a reporter anyway. Uh, the guy that locked in a phone box is called Rashid. Um, okay. his friend Phyllis called the paper after she was, after she got, uh, worried, um, about the con, about the, the contractors, like, hurting him or affecting him some, in some way. And she wanted Demolishing to. Demolishing the phone box while he's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, okay. they cut three legs to it, uh, but the final one couldn't be cut through because he was, he was, he was well, sitting in the three phone legs box. to it. Yeah, yeah. Phone boxes have four legs. Oh, okay. I was imagining a red floor. phone box for some reason. Yeah. But no, one yeah. of those like stand up cubicles. Yeah. 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 Not like anything of any historical value. Right. Just like, <laughs> just... yeah. Um, whatever Rashid, budget allowed. For a uh, yeah. 1440. They're behaving like Nazis. Rashid told a reporter for. <laughs> Rashid told a reporter from within the telephone box that residents have tried and failed to get their feelings known. We've contacted John Barron and the council, he said. I think that's their local councillor or something like that. They've done nothing about it. I don't live here. I'm acting on Phyllis's behalf. Nobody knows who Phyllis is at this point. I don't live here in the phone box. No, no, no. In the area. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Rashid does not live there He just has a personal agenda with his phone box in a place that he doesn't live. Yeah, yeah. It's the newcomers who've complained and asked to ask for it to be moved. They've cut the emergency fili- uh, facility off right in front of me. They're behaving like Nazis. Classic Nazi move. Yeah, that was 1440. Um, 1441, despite a total of 12 signatures and three objections to the proposal, contractors turned up from Norfolk to remove the box this afternoon. 12 signatures. Yeah. Well, it's uh, not even a baker's dozen. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the village's history. Uh, 
uh, police are on their way. This is 1451. Workers getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Live update. They're starting to scowl. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Rashid is holding fast in the face of irate workers as the imminent police, uh, <laughs> and an imminent police presence. He's diabetic and, ho- and has only eaten one banana so far today. <laughs> Like a fucking horse race. <laughs> well, if you eat one banana, that'll probably last him about two or three hours. Yeah. Uh, 1453, Rashid tells us, I'm doing my Boy Scout duty as a responsible citizen. Once a Boy Scout, always a Boy Scout. <laughs> Again, classic Boy Scout move. Yeah. Chain For- yourself to a fucking phone box. <laughs> 1453. 1454, phone lines have now been closed. Sadly, the phone box telephone number has already been cut off, so you can't send Rashid any calls of support. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cut him off! Negotiations have ceased. Yeah. They've cut the hard line. Cut- he can no longer escape the matrix. <laughs> cut the phone lines. He's just a mad old man in a phone box now. Well, it's not even a phone box anymore. You can't call it. It's just a small bus shelter. <laughs> yeah. 1458. It's four minutes later. Rashid has cancelled his four o'clock cardiac appointment in London. <laughs> <laughs> I've got incredible heart problems, but I'm willing to put that on the fence. But there's a fucking phone box. Yeah. He means business. 1507, so this is like seven, eight, nine minutes later, sparks were flying. Phyllis, who contacted Essex Live, these are the people writing the report, because she was worried about Rashid's safety as workers tried to carry out their job, said, sparks are going everywhere, you never expect anything like this to happen. No, you don't, Phyllis. (laughs) Not from a phone box. (laughs) No. You expect to be burnt alive in a phone box by sparks (laughs) from chain cutters or whatever. Yeah. 1533, police have arrived. Our reporter, Libby McBride, said the police are in the street and it's about to kick off. <laughs> or endamically in about three seconds, she says. Well, yeah, um, he's got heart problems. So and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put much fight on, but, but much money on him winning the fight. Yeah. He's only eating one banana, Steve. <laughs> I know. It's fucked up. He's about to go into a coma. <laughs> he's, he's eating one banana and cancelled his heart attack appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure this is the best thing to do before a cardiac appointment anyway. <laughs> he just doesn't feel stressed, man. Just chill as fuck. Just sitting in this collapsing t- telephone box with sparks flying everywhere. Yeah. Forgotting, forgot, forgotten his second and third banana. <laughs> right. Now, up until this point in the article, I was like, okay, they're just, it's, it's all gonna end weirdly. They're just having a slow news day or something. He'll have a stroke and then. Yeah. Did not realise um, how far they were willing to go as far as taking the piss is concerned. 1534, what Rashid is fighting to save. Here she is in all her beauty, and then they post a breakdown of the phone box and all of the technology within it. <laughs> oh, she must have thought, I've got an easy day today. Yeah. I don't, they want me to travel fucking 10 miles down the road to Watford or whatever. Yeah. I'm staying here and live blocking this <laughs> fucking phone box. Yeah. <laughs> it's six feet by four meters. Oh, no, no, no. The whole technological breakdown. Apparently, it's a BT Kiosk KX100. Shit, they're the best. Yeah. Flat roof, italicized signage. <laughs> <laughs> the BT Piper branding, that weird woman with the trumpet yeah, in her yeah. mouth. Yeah. Molded plastic handle, clear glass, plain black panels. Um, uh, first produced in, uh, designed in 1985, introduced in 1985, the end of production was in 1996, so we can assume that this one is 20 years old? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's nearly antique. Yeah, stands nearing, at yeah. 7 feet 1 inches tall. And, yeah, 2 feet uh, 11 inches wide. There were 100,000 installed, there are only 40,500 <laughs> left. 
Where did they get this? They must have called up BT and been like, there's been a bit of a problem with one of your phone boxes. There's a diagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, it's not, that's not a photograph that someone's gone out and taken. That, that's concept art. Uh, okay, we're up to 15.38 now. Right. What time did it start? Like 2.40? <laughs> started at 2.40. 2.40. 15.38. So about an hour. Yeah, they're sending a message around about every two to three minutes. I've tried to cut yeah. a lot of them out. Yeah, yeah. It's, st- it's, it, this, it's still 1,600 words long <laughs> about a man in a phone box. I hope some of them was the, the second banana arrived and he was, yeah. he was able to be a bit more narrow. <laughs> 15.38. David has no idea there was even a phone box there. David's just some guy on the street. <laughs> Dogs! <laughs> Neighbor David Orcock, 62, said, I didn't sign any petition. I didn't even know there was a phone box there, to be honest. Well, he's, he's, he's fighting for the working man. He's, yeah. Uh, this Rashid. He's uh, fighting the battle that nobody even knew about for yeah. the future of our generation. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a hero. He's a hero. <laughs> <laughs> so a minute ago, uh, they, 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 uh, they, they sent, um, a message out saying that the police had arrived and everything like that. Uh, 1541, the police did not stop. Uh, <laughs> Our reporter Libby says police did not stop when they came down the road. Rashid is still holding out. So they just drove straight <laughs> past. Drive past. It's just a guy in a phone box, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we'll go and do something else. <laughs> yeah. 1546, four minutes, no, five minutes. Yeah, five minutes after that, more reporters have shown up from BBC Essex. Um, they've rocked up to give Rashid a chance to spread his message over the airwaves. So this is a radio crew that's now turned, turned up to speak to Rashid. Surely his message is pretty clear. His message is, please don't remove this phone box. <laughs> it's not, it's not, I don't think it's anything more than this anonymous phone box that people yeah. didn't really know existed. <laughs> yeah. Um, he could be Doctor Who. You never know. He could. He could have, we might have a history with interdimensional travel or whatever Doctor Who does. Perhaps. I'm not sure that, that uh, Doctor Who had diabetes and heart problems. <laughs> he was pretty old. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the whole gist of it is he's really old. Yeah. And, you know, he keeps on having those skin changes, whatever the fuck happens. <laughs> uh, 1547, it's all a bit silly, says Vicky, another passerby. Uh, <laughs> Vicky Wheeler, who lives nearby, said, uh, I didn't know th- anything about it until I got home. It seems a bit silly, really, all over a phone box being moved. I didn't even know it worked. Uh, 1549, it's happening. Essex police are on the scene and negotiating with Rashid. <laughs> How? They cut the phone lines! Yeah. Megaphone. <laughs> Please come out. I've finished my shift five minutes ago. I just want to go home. Yeah. 1550, it's on a knife edge right now. Hashtag pray for Rashid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 1551, it's not been used for more than three years. <laughs> this is gutting for Rashid. I had a couple of phone calls from him saying, we're going to support him. My understanding from John, uh, John Barron's office, John Barron is the, uh, local yeah, that councillor guy, local MP guy. Uh, my, my understanding from John Barron's office is that the phone box has not been used for over three years. <laughs> like, not a single phone call, it's just been sitting there. He added, with the best, uh, with the best will in the world, ten people not wanting something to happen is not exactly something that is likely to make a corporation or organisation change their stance. Well, that's it. That's a cheap shot. It was twelve people. <laughs> I mean, don't, yeah, don't belittle the, the yeah. two. <laughs> we are the two. Don't try and change the numbers. <laughs> yeah. 
1555. Man doesn't realise the drama is going on on his road. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that! <laughs> Reporters are just watching past his spine. Like, yeah. I don't think he's looked up yet. I don't think he's noticed. I'll, I'll tweet that. That'll be important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 1555. Man doesn't realise the drama is going on. One neighbour, who did not want to be named, said, Such an old phone box. Jesus. <laughs> I'm glad he's anonymous. He says, yeah. Does he not know anything of the KX 100s? Ignoramus. Fifteen fifty six. Rashid breaks his one banana fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got two. He's fucking diabetic. The police have just given diabetic Rashid some peanut M and M's. Did they have to say the brand? I don't know. I don't know. This is like this is an incredibly slow day, right? No, so now we've gone from fourteen forty. We're we're reaching. We've reached four o'clock. She's right. been live reporting a man in a phone box for an hour and a half. Uh, delicate sixteen oh three. Our reporter Libby is not allowed to cross the cordon, but she sneaked this picture of live negotiations. So she she took a picture of live negotiations of Rashid and the police. <laughs> Come on, please, just leave. <laughs> Please, Move along. For the please. love of God. <laughs> They've already cut three legs and the phone line. <laughs> it's going to collapse any minute. <laughs> 1611. We have movement. Libby says Rashid is moving. Whether it's for a quick stretch or to lock himself in is a better or clear. He's moving. <laughs> yeah. He's not lifeless. Right. So before and he, he was just sitting on the floor in the phone box. He's now <laughs> gotten up, up I suppose. Yeah. Sixteen twelve. Stand down, phone fans. He sat down again. (laughs) (laughs) He's not giving up the fight that easily. (laughs) Sixteen thirteen. Support is waning. Rashi's ally Phyllis is having her own problems. Her legs are starting to play up. She's just no. She's just standing next to him. Like she's just standing (laughs) next to the phone box. She's been there for an hour and a half, and like he's there on her behalf, so I guess she feels some kind of moral obligation to sit there with him, when in actual fact, he's probably just a mental bloke. <laughs> just a strange old man. Who knows, she might go home soon. She can, because he can continue the fight, at least until his heart gives out. Yeah. <laughs> 1614, hashtag pray for started trending. There were just <laughs> loads of tweets all over Twitter of support of Rashid, <laughs> which is brilliant. Uh, 1643. How are Phyllis's legs holding up? Anyone got a chair? Um, 1645. Victory. Um, uh, Libby tells us that, uh, another phone box will go up, but not in the same area. (laughs) (laughs) Another phone box that nobody will use for three years at a time will be erected somewhere else. (laughs) It's a win. Uh, yeah. That's what police are, are telling Rashid, but, they always do this in hostage negotiations. What well, promise things and then not necessarily. Yeah, deliver. I guess it's alright, we'll get you another phone box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll never see it, it won't be here, don't worry. But you don't live here, so don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll uh, give, it's probably just, look, we'll give you a phone. If you, if you leave, we'll buy you a ten pound phone. <laughs> yeah. You can put it in your house. Yeah, there was, a, there was another one later on that's like, uh, it was, it was like, uh, somewhere between four and five o'clock was like, can somebody buy Rashid a mobile phone? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it, 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 it just goes on until, let's see, fucking 10 past six. Oh, two hours? Uh, no, like, it started at, started about half two. 2.40, wasn't it? And then yeah. Half six, yeah, four hours. Yeah. 
four hours in a fucking phone box. <laughs> and like, yeah, the, the messages after that aren't really much, much to do about anything. Like, the t- siege has started to take its toll. And yeah, um, to yeah, uh, 1640, Phyllis has been given a banana. That's good. Um, yeah. Going. Yeah. Uh, oh, 1643. Rashid is going to hospital in an ambulance. <laughs> 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 and they're going to live blog that as well. Jump on the <laughs> yeah. back of the van. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I think he got out at, um, 1658. He finally got out. Uh, an ambulance showed up to check him out. I don't know why. Like heart problems. Well, it, it didn't. It didn't say anything. He did, is and he, he did, quite old? Did he say he was old? Yeah, he's yeah. An, he's he's an old he's an old age pensioner. He's had he's but he's had some M and M's. and he's had his banana. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not necessarily he's got hospice yet. I mean, he might live another two years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and that went on until uh ten past yeah ten past six. Which was fantastic. And then they, uh, yeah, hashtag pray for Rashid, hashtag never forget. And then they posted a video of them lifting the phone box onto the back of the truck and driving away. They posted a video of his loss. Yeah. Like, he was defeated by this stationary phone box and yeah. the government. Fight the power. Yeah. Never forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hats off to Essex Live, because that was a really entertaining afternoon for me. <laughs> distraction work <laughs> yeah just uh, yeah just subscribe to that presenter uh, that trend it's fantastic yeah for more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on itunes stitcher or tune in maybe all three ratings and comments would be nice as well if you've got any questions or comments find us on twitter at pulling teeth pod for anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio for more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>